0: Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Now, Zeusa Street Revival, many of you that have been Pentecostal for years, we all know that they claim that the latter day reign of the Holy Ghost began there with uh, Charles Parham and William Seymour. William Seymour at the Zeusa Street Revival and Charles Parham in Topeka, Kansas. But we find that what they claimed to be the latter rain of the Holy Ghost, there, as it fizzled out, and it became and it uh, morphed into what we know today, uh, there in the 40s and 50s, that is, the latter rain movement, uh, which was totally a farce, as well as a manifested sons of God. uh, What we would call, name it and claim it. Snap it and grab it, and God's gonna get it. Just believe if you on a Cadillac, just say it, believe it with your heart, boom, you've got it. it Have nothing to do with speaking the things of God. If any man agree on earth, if two of you agree on earth, touching anything, touching anything, that thing is not arbitrarily of, I need a, a jet airplane. And just speak it. It speaks of the things of the Word of God bringing his promises to remembrance, standing on the word. It's to further the kingdom of God, not to further the flesh. And that's where many have missed it, thinking, well, if you join the church in this present-day movement of the prosperity gospel, which came out of this manifested sons of God and the latter rain movement of the 40s and 50s, then you can have whatever you want. You'll have money in the bank. You'll have houses on the hilltop. You'll have blessings that you just cannot, cannot take all of them. They'll just overtake you. Well, that's simply not the truth. The truth is there's a cross. We have a cross Christianity today. We are saved through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, Second Thessalonians 2. You have to believe with your heart, Romans 10, 9. Confession is made with the mouth. That's true. Confession is made with the mouth, but with the heart man believeth unto salvation. How do you believe with the heart? Well, then now we're back into the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. You have to be born into the kingdom of God, born again of the water and the spirit, which is Acts 2.38 given to us by Peter, who had the keys to the kingdom. Now those of us that have done that and obeyed that commandment given to us on the day of Pentecost when they said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Understanding what born of the water and the Spirit is, Peter, standing up along with the other eleven, said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Not because your sins are remitted, Baptism is for the remission of your sins. That is how you have the sins cut off or circumcised from the human spirit of man in Romans 2, 28 and 29, Romans 6, 1 through 6, and Colossians 10, Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. There's no other way. And in 1 Peter 3 it tells us again in the long suffering in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water the like figure which baptism doth also now save us. But the naysayers know that that is a truth and they come against it, saying, no, baptism has nothing to do with salvation, denying the Lord God in Mark 16, go, you know, go into all the world, and preach this gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. They take it the other way. Go you into all the world and preach this gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is saved shall be baptized if you want to, but they tell you it's not necessary. And there again, they are not born of the water, and that being the circumcision of the heart and the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, assuming that a person has obeyed the truth in Acts 2.38, you're born again, newborn babes desiring, then sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. (laughs) Then we go to the next revelation, little children. And that is 1 John 2, 12-14. Many do not know there's a growth, and that's called righteousness. We're to grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth, so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That requires us to contend for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. It requires us to have a renewing of our mind, not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God, the word of God being strong in us and overcoming the wicked one. But that second revelation is not only being born again, but we have to grow up from newborn base to little children. And John tells us in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12 14, I'm writing you little children because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. Yes, you're born again of the water and the Spirit. And you've known the Father. Now, they've grown. Why? Because they have the revelation that Jesus is the Father. And just as he stated in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you shall die in your sins. They understand that. John 14, Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I say, I then show us the Father. Now, assuming that you have obeyed that truth, and you've gone from newborn babes to little children. Now what? Then we go to young men. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Now you're literally obeying God and doing the will of God and the purpose of God in your life, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure, not your will, but his will, the church world telling you that you can do your own will and just ask Jesus to come into your heart and you're going to have plenty of money. You're going to be blessed and the thing is just an obvious lie, a gross lie, a grotesque lie. It lends catastrophic results. Many think that the gain is godliness and those that will be rich fall into diverse tempt, divers temptations and many hurtful lusts. If riches do increase, don't set your heart upon them. Don't be like the rich man whose grounds brought forth plentifully. And he said, What shall I do? Well, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns, I'll build greater. I'll increase my business. Then I'll say to my soul, Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry, for thou hast much good stored up for many years. Yes, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your stock portfolio, your investment portfolio. Commodities look great. You're okay. You have much good stored up for many years. Just as Laodicea says, I'm increased with goods. Thank you very much. I don't have need of anything. Don't need to hear anything from any of the ministries of the Apostle, Prophets, Advanced, Pastors, and Teachers. We already got it. We're increased with goods. We have need of nothing. Thank you very much. Well, Jesus said, Knowest thou not, your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? That's definitely a case of mistaken identity, believing this prosperity gospel. I counsel of you to buy me gold tried in the fire. What gold? Gold's the glory of God. And tried in the fire? Well, think it not strange the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Somebody said, I didn't know I was supposed to be a partaker of Christ's sufferings. Well, if you don't suffer with him, you're not going to reign with him. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, God delivered them out of them all. That's how we know that we are crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts, mortifying the deeds of the flesh in order to do the will of God and be pleasing unto him, doing the purpose and will of God in our life. Those are young men. And they've overcome the wicked one. And those are the ones right now that we read about in Revelation, the second and third chapter. They hear the voice of the Son of God. And Jesus stated, the time is coming and now is, teacher and present tense, that when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. The dead, the ones that have not walking in the truth, spirit of God in obedience unto righteousness, falling back in a backslidden state, not walking in the light as he's in the light, the voice of the Lord is knocking at their door. Jesus stands at the door of your heart and knocks. And he said, if any man will hear my voice, we have to be attentive, seeking his voice and you hear my voice, and you have to open the door. Be willing to receive the Word of God. Open the door, and I'll come in, the promise of Jesus. I'll come in and sup with him, and he with me. In other words, eat the good Word of God, tasting of the powers of the world to come, doing the will of God. But that's not the last step. The last step now is in Revelation 7, in the apocalyptic sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. Now, we've all believed that we're in the last of the last days. I have believed that for years. I have been in this gospel ministry now for 47, going on 48 years, and thank God for every second minute of it. How be it? Believing that we're in the last of the last days, thinking, well, we don't know the day or the hour, but we certainly know the times and the seasons that we're living in. We can see the signs of the time, that that day won't overtake us as a thief in the night, 1 Thessalonians 5. Well, what shocked me was there, after preaching a Messiah tribal church there in trans Kenya, Africa, back on the 19th of January, 2019, there was a nice, good four-hour service. The people there, the Messiah tribe uh, there in Africa, received the word of God, great move of God. We we love the people. They received the word, received us graciously. But coming out of that church, I jumped over a little ravine there that had a little bamboo walkway. And crossing the street, the Holy Ghost hit me. A visitation from the Lord that lasted for over two hours. From that time, from two o'clock in the afternoon, past four, during that time, The bottom line is that the Lord Jesus spoke and said, seal my people by my word, even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now that basic sentences or statements and declarative statement from the Lord and commission to do that shocked me that we're in the last of the last days. Now, instead of being lifted up immediately, thinking, well, God's going to lift this thing up and the doors will be knocked down and walls knocked down and we'll walk through these open doors, it was quite the opposite. There, we found ourselves going through tribulation and persecution like never before. Then we understand those that live in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That as soon as you come into the Jesus ministry, the first thing the Spirit does is drive you into the wilderness there to be tempted of Satan. Why the temptation? Well, count it a joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why would you count that a joy? Well, though your faith be tried as by fire, that it may come forth as pure gold. Gold for the glory of God, but you're going to be tested. Anybody that says... uh, they have a testimony without being tested, is a liar. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad by the, by our hearts, in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Now, the question is, when we know that it's time, that God is sealing his people, and the word is going out, and we're doing the podcast, and we've had more downloads now than ever before, and especially in the United States. But not only there. China as well. China, that kind of surprised me. And in China and then in Africa, India. Great move in India. We haven't been to India. Been to Africa since 2012 many times. But not India. But yet we have many, many ministers there. Over a hundred that have uh, listened to the podcast and begging for us to come there to bring this word to them. Not counting the fellow. The Philippines, not counting Pakistan, New Zealand, not counting Australia, and especially the United States, Germany, France even. We thank God for those that's listening in and tuning in to the podcast in this present day truth. They understand that the latter reign of the Holy Ghost did not occur in the turn of the 20th century. This is a street revival. That wasn't the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Sure, it was a move of God, not saying it wasn't. But we see that in the character of the ministers through the time, and we see the historical uh, uh, facts written about them, that though they claim many healings, yet we find many that were not. And we begin to question things. When God heals you, you're healed. But yet we find that these records of those that stated that they were claimed to be healed and then died later on. And we wonder what's with this. If this is the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, then it would culminate in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in the second advent. Because after that latter reign of the Holy Ghost, he will do a short work. He'll cut it short in righteousness. This gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for witness in all nations. Then the end will come, not maybe it will. And it will culminate in the Lord, descending from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort you one another with these words, first first Thessalonians four seventeen. We understand that. But I show you, a Mystery, we shall not all sleep sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, the last trump is not the seventh trumpet. It's the trump of God. The seventh trumpet and the fifth, sixth, and seventh trumpet is why we have to be sealed because that fifth trumpet in Revelation 9 opens up a key to the bottomless bed and Apollyon and a come out which are and is the destroyer, locust that hurt the man that have not the seal of God in their forehead. We're still here. The church of the living God is still here. There's no pre-tribulation rapture. But the ones that have the seal of the living God in their forehead will not be hurt of that, that locust horde. That's the reason it's imperative that we receive the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7, that the Lord's stating he's doing now to those in heaven ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches and those that, as it was in the days of Noah, the water literally stayed upon the land for 150 days. The water prevailed upon the land. But how long was this locust horde? Well, for five months, and had power to hurt men that had stings in their tails, not allowing them to die for five months the exact time as it was in the days of Noah. Revelation 9 tells us that in the fifth trumpet. That's the reason it's so essential for the body of Christ to be sealed with this last day word in tabernacles, not Pentecost, not Pentecostals. All this Pentecostal bunch running up and down the road saying, Holiness, Holiness or Hell. Well, that's a wonderful message and that's fine, but it's not just a dress code. Now, thank God you come out of the world and be separate. And that's separated, what? By the Holy Ghost. And that means it's not through the doctrines of men. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which has a, a wisdom in will worship. I will not do this. I will not do that. I won't wear a wedding band. I won't do uh, eat uh, anything of uh, swine, or I will not drink coffee or co, whatever the case is, whatever your uh, church teaches in a uh, sole standard of holiness. But holiness is through the divine commandments of God, which are obeyed, that we might be made protectors of his divine nature, escaping the corrupt world through lust. And you get that on your knees, not through some preacher and a pastor behind a pulpit, telling you what you can or can't do and things touch not, taste not, and handle not. It does have a a word of wisdom and will worship, that's true. Not to the satisfying of the flesh, that's true. But the commandments of men. Paul states that. Blessed is a man that does not condemn himself in the thing which he allows. You are convinced in your heart there that you can eat meat and for the meat, for the belly and belly for the meats, and but God destroyed both of them in hell. We see that with the belly of the Christians, which are slow bellies. Paul stated that. Howbeit, he said, the meats nothing dabble is nothing, but if they offends my brother, the weak brother that says, oh, this meat is offered to idols. Paul said, I won't eat, not because he doesn't have a liberty, but because of his weak brother. He doesn't want to destroy his faith. So we want to walk circumspectly. We want to walk in the fear of God. We don't want to sin against our brethren for whom Christ died. We want to walk humbly, broken, contrite spirit, Considering those that are weak in the faith there simply because we don't want to hold the truth in unrighteousness. When we see someone that's weak in the faith and we come there, we want to restore one in a spirit of meekness. Why? Considering yourself also, lest you also be tempted. Remembering that we, at one time, the things which we are ashamed of now did the same things. But thank God for the grace, the mercy of God to bring us out of this worldly, this worldly condition, this adamic nature, and literally through circumcision of the heart in the spirit by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the old man, the old nature that that being condemned under death, having dominion over us is no longer, death now has no dominion over us because we've been delivered from death unto life by repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, the body of the sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism. Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. Those of us that have done that understand that. And now where are we? Well, was Zeus Streak, the latter reign of the Holy Ghost? No, of course not. Well, was it a move of God? Sure, there'll be many moderate rains. And it'll be rains here and rains there. But there is one last great rain of his strength, the latter rain. Zechariah 10, verse one, ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. Now, what about this grass? All flesh is grass. And we see there in Amos 7, this is the latter growth, the latter growth of the kingdom that God will not allow the devil to get into again. Amos said, Amos verse chapter 7 says that this is the latter growth after the king's mowings. Why would he mow it down? Because he has shifted gears. We've gone to another season. He does not stay in the season of Pentecost when he changes into the season of tabernacles. We're not Pentecostals anymore. We're tabernacleists. We're walking in the light as he's in the light. And what we see now in Pentecostal really is backslidden because we have not gone into this current truth of the season of tabernacles in the ministry voice of Jesus in the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is the ministry voice of Jesus. Notice... That in Revelation 4, verse 1. There's John. Now, John has a responsibility and written there that revelation of Jesus Christ to given to us, the servants of God. We see that in Revelation 1, verse 1. But what is this, trumpet? Well, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. What did John do? First John 4 verse, uh, I'm sorry, a revelation for verse one, states there very simply, there is a door open in heaven. What's this door open in heaven? The voice of a trumpet. A trumpet. What about this trumpet? Everything God does. He does nothing save he show it to his servants, their prophets, their by his word, through the leading of the Holy Ghost, he will show it unto his servants. God and Son, divers, times and Sunday manner, speaking to the fathers by the prophets, happened in last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Hebrews 1, verse 1. We don't have to have a prophet anymore telling us what to do. When I hear from God, you're within there. You have boldness to come within the veil to the, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, yourself. Now, that voice of the Lord is the trumpet voice of God. It's a feast of trumpets, and that is the ministry voice of Jesus that he is standing at the door and knocking right now to each one of us. If we will hear his voice and open the door of our heart, he will come in and sit with us and us with him. John states that in Revelation 4.1. There's a door open to heaven in him. That's the daylight because the book of the Revelation has 22 chapters and has 22 letters in the Hebrew ABC diary, and each of those chapters have an Hebraic, the ABC diary, Hebrew ABC diary design. Daleth is the door. The first thing you see in Revelation 4, verse 1, is the door open in heaven, a voice of a trumpet talking with John, saying, come up hither. That's not the Harpazo. It's not a rapture. It's not literally the last day resurrection in the last trump of God and the dead in Christ rising first, and we which shall have remain kind of to meet the Lord in the air. No, it's not. And every man's after his own order. There'll be a different orders there, and we'll get into that on a later date. I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. The trump of God shall sound, and we shall be changed and corruptible. Then say a rapture there. They did not have caught up yet. But we see there at that uh, word of God that judgment is given to the saints of the Most High God to render the, the judgment written and the vengeance upon the people in Psalm 149 to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron. This honor have all the saints. Now, we're in those days. That was what was so shocking about the move that we had of the Lord in a visitation on the 19th of Jan- January, 2019. It was shocking. It shook us to the very core because he's saying the ceiling is now. The night is far spent, the days in hand. But who will hear for the time to come? There are markers, scopers saying, Well, where's the promise of his coming? He said he's come. Where's his latter day rain? Not just the coming, of the last day advent the second advent of the lord jesus christ when he comes a second time without sin and salvation for the salvation of his saints we're talking about you know if you all follow on to know the lord his going forth paradise is the morning and he will come the parousia come to us as the rain the former and the latter well we've had the former rain acts too the latter rain has not happened yet no matter what they say Azusa Street was not the latter rain. It might have been in the last days and a little move of God, and thank God for it. But the last day reign of the Holy Ghost was so powerful, and things that will be done that have never, ever been done before. These are exploits. The people that do know their God will be strong and do exploits, exploitations. We find that in Revelation 10, 11, and 12. That's the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, four times, times a half, three and a half years, 42 months, that God will give power unto his two witnesses. The Revelation 10, John, is the body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah. And that's the reason that we, the body of Christ, have to take the little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it, not part of it, not a Pentecostal word, but all of it. Growing up into Jesus' and all things, all things of faith, all truth. Nobody's going to give it to you. And this kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were under John. Since that man, since that time, men pressed their way into it. There's a pressing. Just as Paul stated to the church there at Philippi, I haven't already attained, he said, neither am I already perfect. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament. But I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ, forgetting those things uh, which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before. That's all truth. And I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind of Christ. That's the only ones. uh, Those are the only ones that's going to be sealed in Revelation 7, sealing the servants of God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. It was that in the equivalent of RMD 144,000. That is a spiritual RMD 144, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. Thousand is perfected glory. He did not write a literal 144,000 as a natural number. It is. Twelve squared, one forty-four, which is work of the Holy Ghost. Thousand perfected glory. Solomon, you must have a thousand. Song eight, Canticles eight, and all the keepers of the vineyard, two hundred. Why does Solomon. Have to have a thousand. He has a uh, there a vineyard in baal Haman. You must have a thousand. Thousands perfected glory. All the keepers of the vineyard. That's that. Each of them have two hundred. 200, 200 in sufficiency in the biblical numerics. Well, we have a fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, either either one of them, each one have a gematria or two hundred. The apostle, two hundred, prophet, two hundred, evangelist, two hundred, pastor, two hundred, teacher, two hundred. Those of the hand of God, two hundred for each one equals a thousand. The keepers of the vineyard each have two hundred. But Solomon, you must have a thousand perfected glory. The ones that are sealed are 144,000. These are the ones that are sealed. It is the number of those that have come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ under perfection. That's what God's doing now. It's the Feast of Trumpets and it kicks off in Revelation 4, verse 1. There's a door open in heaven. A voice of a trumpet. Notice that trumpet, the beast of trumpets. That's in, uh, not Pentecost, but Tabernacles. The tabernacleists are hearing that voice now. If you're hearing that voice, you need to contact me. We need to work together. We will do as the Lord has commissioned us to go into all the world and preach this gospel to every creature. We'll do that. But I need you to join with me. If you're hearing that voice, if you're not, don't do anything. But you that are full grown, and you know the voice of God, the Holy Ghost moving and bearing witness with your spirit, you do need to contact me where we can work together. God is fitly framing this body together. He will compact it according to the measure of each part, the measure of faith given to each individual member to do the will of God, whichever joint supplies to identifying itself in love. But the bones have to come together and make a joint. When that joint, the body of Christ is coming together, that devil there, his knees will knock because that's when the shaking of this world will come and not the least grain will fall to the ground. But all the sinners of my people will be destroyed by the sword, which say no evil, shall prevent nor overtake us. No tribulation, no persecution will overtake us. That's what... Mystery Babylon states, I said, a queen, I am no widow. I see no sorrow, no trouble, no tribulation, no birth pains. Thank you very much. You've already got it. And those that know the Lord God Almighty know that that Azusa Street was not the latter reign. They know that the manifested sons of God are only at the time of the coming of the Lord in that last day, revealing of Jesus when he comes, the ascents from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel. How do we know that? Because the whole creation mourneth, and growth and pain to be delivered into the, into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What's the manifestation of the sons of God? Is it you just saw a miracle? No. Is it someone was healed, of the sick, cleansed the liver, raised the dead, cast out devils? No. It is the redemption of your body. Notice that all the creation moans and groans and pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And not only they, but we also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. We'll never be God, but we'll be adopted sons and daughters of God. What's the adoption? What's the manifested sons of God? To wit, the redemption of our bodies. We're already saved in the Spirit, but... They have, we have to have that resurrected body. And that is why Jesus died on the cross. There, he is the resurrection. He is the life. Well, those that understand the word of God and the seasons of God in car. you have the understanding of the times and it's given to us to know the times and the seasons. You understand the seasons of God that we're not in Pentecost anymore. We're in tabernacles. You're not a Pentecost anymore. You're Tabernacles. You know that we have not had the manifested sons of God yet. We have not had the redemption of our bodies. You also know that the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, uh, as stated there, the last great reign of his strength, strength in Joel, as prophesied in Joel 2, and that last day, great reign of his strength, were in the days of that time and the gathering of all the people of God, It won't come into mind that God delivered Israel out of Egypt in the great exodus. That won't even come into mind. And that was a great work. That was in the days of Moses that God shook the earth. But there's one more time that he's not going to shake the earth only, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken will be shaken. You see that in Hebrews 12. He says, yet once more, God shakes not only the earth. He has promised, yet yet once more, the Lord hath promised he will shake not only the earth, as it is in the days of Moses, whenever he took the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. That won't even come into mind. And uh, corresponding to the work that he's going to do in these last great days of his strength, revealing this latter rain, he is going to deliver us out of the north, the south, east, and west, whithersoever he had driven them. Somebody said he's going to drive us. Yes, after he's driven the power, scattered the power of the holy people, Daniel 12, all these things will be finished. He did it in the former rain. Look at Acts 8. There was only at Jerusalem dwelling, only the apostles only. Where were the saints of God? Where was the church? They were scattered abroad and went everywhere, preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. What's going to happen in the last days? Same thing that happened in the former reign, except this is the last great reign of his strength. It's going to make the former reign pale in comparison. We haven't haven't even seen what was done in the former reign. People wonder, well, why don't we see the works and miracles that was done in the book of Acts? You're going to see far, far greater than that. The last great reign of his strength is going to be far, far greater than that previous Pentecostal reign, the former reign. This last great reign of his strength is going to pale and that make that pale in comparison in the former reign as compared to this last great reign of his strength, the latter reign. Why? Because God will do things there. Not only in the redemption miracles that Jesus did, these things shall you do. What things? Well, the things that Jesus did. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, a lame walk, calf went free, blessed is he whomsoever has not offended me. Those were redemption and miracles showing that he is the resurrection and the life. But he's also going to allow you, as he showed upon the Mount of Transfiguration, that judgment miracles of Moses. You read that in Revelation 11. That's the body of Christ. The two witnesses that he gives power to. And notice that they are judgment miracles destroying all the gods of this earth as he stated in Zephaniah 2 when he uncovers the cedar work. The cedar work is not in the sanctuary in the holy place. It's in the most holy place within the veil in the tabernacle season of God. And that's where you see the engraving of an engraver and on the walls there, you see cherubim. You see the cherubim of glory. You see the palm trees on the wall. And you see the open flowers. That's the last day work. That's the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. That's the last day sealing of the saints of God. Now, we'll get into uh, to greater detail on the living creatures, uh, on the cherubim, on those lion, man, calf, and eagle of Revelation 4 and 5 later on. But no. That the latter reign of the Holy Ghost has not happened yet. But we're at the very precipice. We're at the door. We're at the very threshold of coming into that. Why? Because evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. God will lift up a standard. The world is literally as God moving the different nations and chess pieces against Israel. We see that with Turkey, Syria, Iran, the proxies. All there in Russia, lying with Syria now with Iran. We're seeing all this happening. Anybody that knows biblical prophecy knows that. But what about the last great reign of his strength? Who are you? What are you going to do? What's your purpose in it? What's your calling in it? That's where we must do the will of God. I need to hear from you. Those of you that have the Holy Ghost and know the will of God and the purpose of God in your life, we need to get together. We are commissioned by the Lord, as he spoke there, to seal his people, not by any of our righteousness or our holiness, but by God's word himself in becoming a servant, popping the rag, shining the shoes for the body of Christ. We're simply servants to the body of Christ. There's no, uh, we preach the gospel, we have nothing to glory in. But woe be unto us, if we preach not this gospel, there's a dispensation of grace committed unto us. We must be obedient. What is that ministry voice of Jesus? Well, you'll see it because he said that he's not going to shake only the earth, but also heaven that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. And every man-made doctrine will be destroyed. We see it in Zephaniah 2, that he will famish all the gods of this earth. That's a judgment miracle miracles given to the saints of the Most High God that you see in Revelation 11. But not only that, you're not going to only do the redemption miracles of Jesus, but greater things than these shall you do. You're going to do the judgment miracles of Moses through the Holy Ghost, through the Christ in you, and you're going to do the kingdom miracles of Elijah, the restoration miracles. And that's what you see in Revelation 11. You're at the door. The body of Christ speaking to you, you're at the door. The Lord's calling you for his service. When you have to enlist and obey, the more you sit there and procrastinate and do nothing, the Lord's looking and moving on you to obey. We're here waiting for your phone call. We're waiting for you to contact us. You can email me, People at dennisbeard.org. The ones that are going to be the leaders in this will be the servants of all. You will carry a greater burden for the body of Christ than the others. Just as Paul suffered, uh, so will we suffer. But it's for the cause of Christ and many of the many of the afflictions of the righteous. God delivered them out of them all. Right now, God is doing what he said in Hosea 6. Come and let us return to the Lord, the true Lord, God Almighty, the present truth of the word of God. For he hath torn, he will heal us. God has. He has smitten, he will bind us up. God said he would. After the second day, he will revive us. We're not talking about revival here. This is not revival. Somebody said, I'm looking for a revival. It's not a revival. This is a new thing. Once and once and for all, he'll do it. And then comes the second event, the advent of the Lord Jesus Christ spreading the eastern sky. His feet will come upon the Mount of Olives and it will rent in half. He is at the point of it now. He's going to seal his saints. And this gospel, before he comes before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He said, remember my servant Moses, that's you, the body of Christ that's gonna be dead, doing judgment miracles of God to end this earth. Behold, I send you Elijah. Those are the, the kingdom miracles of Elijah for restoration. And he said at that point, when we come into the redemption kingdom and uh, uh, restorative miracles there, of uh, Jesus, Moses and Elijah, which is all Christ then the end will come and this gospel of the kingdom the hearts of the fathers will be turned to the children and the children to the fathers lest the Lord comes and smite the earth with a curse it's up on us the burden's on us to do it it is the night that is far past the day of the Lord is at hand make the move don't procrastinate we're waiting to hear from you contact me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org you can simply uh there you can visit me at the website dennisbeard.org sealinggodspeople.org sailinggodspeople.com or there you can you, you can mail me at our physical post office box 2906 longview texas zip code 75606. regardless of whatever and however contact me so we can meet work together this great word the gospel of jesus christ is now upon us to be preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. Well, we're praying for you, for every individual member in the body of Christ, that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be perfected in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.